Just press say hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Circle of Dads, the space for sharing stories about the struggles and triumphs of fatherhood and learning to become better men. Sounds good. All right, everybody. And we're back. Welcome to the Circle of Dads podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm your host. I'm Cody. I'm your co-host. So I just came down to uh, Austin to hang out with Cody, do some interviews, and I'm going to try to get a couple other interviews done while I'm down here. I'm not going to try. I am. We're going to get four others done. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And so you're you're going to miss out on all the fun because you're going off to do your duty. Yeah, man, isn't that always the way it is? How long you got left in that? Man, uh, I think four years. Jesus. I know, dude. Shit, it's a full enlistment. Like a fucking car note. Dude, and I am fucking... Uh, I'm trying not to be checked out. I'm trying not to be so jaded. I've embraced my saltiness, but I don't want to be jaded. Saltiness is just part of you. Yeah, exactly. That's your soul. I've embraced it. Uh, but I don't want to be jaded. So um, my prom- my promotion packet was sent up, and it was delayed, and it was fucked up, and it was a lot of people at fault or whatever. It's so finally got figured out, made it all the way to the basically D.C. All right, well, we'll call it I don't want to give away too many secrets, but it was denied there sure. because of a DUI I received in 2006 when I was a staff sergeant, when I was enlisted and they found it and they're like, sorry, motherfucker can't be a captain. And so they sent it back to the state of Texas. State of Texas says we're where we want to proceed. And so now kind of in this spot where I'm waiting on them to say, all right, we'll proceed or we want to have a full on investigation about what happened. Motherfucker, it's been settled. It was over 10 years ago. Sure, but... It, it is what it is. And so uh, that's where that's where that hashtag came from. Hashtag Staff Sergeants Don't Make Captain. They don't. <laughs> Staff Sergeants make uh, some first class, or they don't. But they definitely don't make captain. Tried to change my, tried to change my stripes, leopard. No. <laughs> Can't do it, man. Can't do it. I am so. Uh, it's all right. Uh, the obviously, I'm not super pumped about it. Yeah, but I'm trying. But it gives a shit, man. It doesn't define who I am or what I'm capable of, or even my service. And you know, um, fuck being a captain anyway. I only been, I've only ever known even a, a handful of cool ones. So, fuck them. Uh, just because I'm. Uh, just because I'm a bad guy doesn't mean I'm bad guy, right? Like we were talking about. Yeah. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm uh, can't be a cop, can't be, uh, can't be a firefighter. That's cool. I'm a bad guy. Right? You know, I gotta be a. I was, the thug life chose me and shit. So it's just, I'm doing the best with what I got. I'm not gonna let it. Uh, I don't want to be jaded. Sure. So I still have a mission. I still have a job to do, and I'm still gonna do the best I can. It's. I imagine it's hard because I know. I know for me with my own personal experience, it's hard to, um, 
because you and I are wired a lot alike and, and probably why we get along so well is just because we, we get it. Mm-hmm. Like we understand each other. And uh, that natural, um, that default of going into them against me, I'm not good enough. You know, oh fuck, I guess I'm just a, I guess I'm just a fucking low, low life, you know? And it, and that's so, that's, that's such um uh, archaic thinking. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's never done us any good. Like I've thought that way my whole life, you know, being less than not a part of and, and always feeling like I was never going to fit in or I was never going to be uh, that much of a success at anything. So whenever I, it didn't happen, I could just, I could just easily fall on the sword of fuck them or I ain't good enough or they think they're better than me or whatever. And it's hard to not stay in that step, stay in that rhythm. And I kind of feel like I'm finding some peace with it. But again, it's probably just me comforting myself with having not made it. Sure. Hmm. But, but it's also like how much of that is self-sabotage because we know deep in our mind that not making it is inevitable. And when I say no, uh, I'm speaking on our belief that doesn't make it reality. Like, cause you know, that what you think you are, whatever it is, if you, if you think it, it'll happen. But if you walk around thinking that you're less than and not part of, you never will be. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. And it, and it, it definitely strikes a chord. Um, cause it does, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm kind of shackling myself to an inevitable failure. Um, but in this case, um, a lot there, of politics in that. There, there is, and uh, there's, there's parts of it that are just bigger than me. They're out of my control. Now, what I can control is uh, the remainder of my military service, whether I'm going to be a piece of shit or not. Because I could very much say, "Fuck it, then fuck, fuck me, nah, dog, fuck you," and just be a complete piece of shit. But that's not. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. But I, what I can do is, uh, uh, be all that I can be. And if all I can be is a lieutenant, well, I'm going to be the best one you got. Sure. All right. So I'm a, I'm a 240. I'll go anywhere you need, and I'll lay hate and scun you in any direction. All right. But um, I've kind of just made my peace with it, and, I, and I'm all right with that. Like I said, I'm a bad guy. You're not a bad guy. <laughs> I'm not a bad guy. I'm Wreck-It Ralph, man. <laughs> I'm fucking Rick. Rick Ralph was a, a great guy, but he was the bad guy. Sure. Now let's go. Was Shrek the bad guy? Yeah, exactly. Shrek was a fucking, Shrek was an ogre who lived in the woods and he was did he, shitty things. He was chronically misunderstood. Uh, man, I don't relate to Shrek. You don't relate to Shrek? Uh, I, re- I relate to Rick Ralph. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. I relate to Shrek just in the sense that every time I open the door for a woman, she looks like I'm about to beat her to death or, or she hides. You got a strong rapey vibe, <laughs> man, you know, and it's, <laughs> I asked my wife, I'm like, what the fuck's up with that? She's like, smile more. And then I just smile. She's like, Oh God damn, don't do that. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. 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 Hide those teeth. It looks like you're thumbing her panties that you stole through your fucking fingers like rosary beads or something while you're looking at her. Jesus. <laughs> That's quite a look. I, I followed you down to the laundromat. <laughs> That's why I followed you down to the laundromat. So what else has been up, man? 
What's the latest thing in your world? Man, um... How's it going with Alyssa? Oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. This is a good one. All right, um... So, last week, last weekend, this past weekend, um, we weren't seeing eye to eye. And I was doing the right things out of spite. Not because I wanted her to be happy, not because I wanted to do for her, just so I could put it on the, on the list of things I'm doing for her whenever I could compare it to what she's not doing for me. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome that you can see it. Uh, well, at the t- I could see it at the time too, but I was like, Fuck she wants it. she wants to play games. I'm a motherfucking Xbox. Let's go, Milton Bradley, right? And because uh, Alyssa, um, she she calls it stonewalling. That's what she, she'll get quiet. She'll retract inside herself to let you marinate on your own uh, asshole thoughts. Let you figure it out, like a like a a, a jerk yogi. Right, you're just gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm it's gonna, not it's saying shit to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sucking your dick. And she wasn't. And she wasn't. And so, um, and we just didn't talk to each other for a couple of days. And uh, it was just we were being polite, but mm. not talking. Definitely not fucking. Uh, and uh, my heart fucking broke. But I was. But my pride was saying. Uh, she, fucking let her let it be. If she wants it to be fuck up, fucked up, it'll let it. Let's be fucked up. If she wants it to be broken, let's leave it broken, and uh, and let her come around. Wait till she comes around. So I'm not doing everything I can to fix it. I'm not. I'm knowing it's broke and just saying, look, just just documenting in my mind all the different ways I think that she's jacking up. Case building. Yes, absolutely. And uh, everything that I would have accused her of or uh, I've always said I hate about other people or whatever. And so, <laughs> exactly. So yesterday, um, and now mind you, that's happening. Uh, that happened Sunday. Well, I've been struggling with uh, alcohol and, and uh, this weird kind of, I, I guess I'll call it depression. Um really just and it, it washed over me just tired of my own shit and just all my faults and everything i'm not doing right and all the things i should be doing and i'm not doing they just come and, and they fuck and they you know uh threw up right in my lap and i'm looking at it and i just I feel awful and so struggling with my own just self-hate and now i'm, I'm projecting it onto poor beautiful kind Alyssa, and um and so I took steps, obviously, like like we've been saying. I was up to two bottles of tequila a week. Right? And so uh, that was scratching an itch. But if you sprinkle a little cigarette smoke on that, then you start to feel a little cooler, too. And so it was just like this whirlwind of being a, a dirt bag. And so I wanted to change that. So I haven't drank and uh, trying to eat a little stricter or whatever. And... Uh, but but I'm I'm trying to purify that while being a piece of shit to my wife, you know. And and I could man, you want to talk about tasting gun oil? Like I had, I was just I was I was uh, swishing with CLP. Sure. Man, I I was it was super dark, man. Like I couldn't even uh, no appetite, nothing. And it was I was just watching, letting it happen. 
So finally, I go home uh, for lunch on Tuesday, maybe, because Alyssa was there Tuesday. And I was like, all right, girl, are you happy with the way things are? Trying to, like, put it on her, <laughs> right? And You see what you did to us? Yeah, exactly. And it's still not getting her, and she was like, are you fucking happy, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about me. <laughs> yeah. Why are you always making it about me? And we just let it all out, bam, on both sides, let it all out. And we're getting nowhere, getting nowhere. And finally, uh, Alyssa started crying. Yeah. And she, it broke her. She said, like, my heart's broken to think that we might be to a place where we can't fix. And I was like, fuck it, fuck, whatever, whatever I was thinking, whatever. It was like, we both just ha- uh, had it out. We just, like, let it all out. And it was like, uh speak on my own behalf it was my own bullshit it was my own bullshit and Alyssa had some shit to say and I, I you know I'm not even gonna go there alright it was her own bullshit too <laughs> <laughs> but I ain't gonna go over there I'm not gonna say shit and uh, again again um, so we have it out and and uh, you know I, I, I was like fuck let's take a break let's take a break no more talking, whatever, just come here and let me hold you. And so I, I, I just, you know, it's like, all right, fuck it, it's done. It's out, it's over. Uh, let's talk about definitives. All right? It's like, all right. So it was my, sn- I, I, I can be, I can be a little sarcastic and shit. I can say like shitty things, you know, in passing. Like, all right, whatever, fuck, you know. And uh, Alyssa can get distant, intentionally distant. So you're like, all right, cool. Not, we're not going to do better. We're not going to love each other stronger. We're not going to uh, try harder. That's all bullshit. Right? We need definitives. What are we actually going to fucking do? And it was, so what helped us get through that was um, fucking at lunchtime. <laughs> that helped me. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that's, that's the, how you seal the deal. But uh, but it was definitives. It's saying, what are we actually going to do to uh, gain some progress here? Well, right. if you're making a commitment to find some way, whether it's fucking at having a date night or fucking at lunch or whatever, you're making that date with each other to be to 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 be intimate in some form or fashion. It brings you closer. Certainly, but it's hard to be intimate. And we had this talk today at lunch. I took off, so uh, so I took her to lunch and. Uh, uh, baby A's fantastic place great food anyway um, so at lunch I was like we're gonna have another argument we're gonna have another argument just like this we're gonna be spinning you know right on top of each other for the next until we're dead All right, we're gonna but what we just can't have we can't let it go as far as it did right? and uh, and I say we because I mean we but it's gonna be me if I smell it coming I'm I, I'm the spiritual leader of my house so if I smell it coming, uh, I don't want to not get blown. Being words of affirmation and physical affection, I know I need it. Gotta have it. So I'm just not going to foster an environment that pulls that out of the equation. If I see it starting to get a little turbulent, I'm not talking about being a bitch. I'm not talking about rolling over and uh, letting my wife punk me out. Not at all. If that's what if that's what it smells like, I'm about to put down. That's not it, you know. 
I'm just going to be better to my lady in that sense. I'm not going to be say snarky bullshit when I think she's not doing well. I'm going to focus on what I can do. Uh, and, um, and if I have, if I start to view like, man, we're getting distance or, or you're pissing me off or something. I'm just going to talk to her about it. Like I'm a fucking adult. Well, that's the thing, man, is you can't, um, and I'm learning this the hard way. <clears throat> this has already been taught to me. Um, and I say it to other people, but it's real fucking hard for me to put into action is you can't do anything about how anybody else acts. All you can do is, all you can do is, is, um, own your own shit. And that's where I heard it is you saying it, you know, absolutely. I've heard you say that a ton of, you know, numerous times. So are y'all good now? Yeah. Yeah. We're good now. Um, uh, we did some stuff last night, made my toes curl and, cool. I, and I woke up and I said, girl, what do you need? Yeah. <laughs> You're nasty. I can't kiss you on yeah. the mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> say you need to pray today, but <laughs> this is going to be her favorite part. <laughs> um, no, 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 and it, um, yeah, uh, obviously we bridged that gap, and and um, we're intimate or whatever. But uh, also, we've um, both been flirty with one another, and we've both been accepting of that behavior. We've both made it a point to view the other one as, all right, she's being, uh, uh, Cody's being charming. And I'll, and I'll look at her and I'll be like, all right, Alyssa's, uh, that's, she's throwing me some love, right? That's like really looking at her, looking at her with, uh, putting on those tinted glasses that make it, what's Rose colored glasses? Nah, but trying, trying to view what she's doing as positive and loving and not picking her apart for, for what she's not doing. Well, let's just focus in on the, focus in on what, what the hell is that noise? The ice maker. Oh, let's just focus in on the, um, on the positive. Yeah. I mean, just looking at her, at her, at her, uh, all the pros instead of the cons. Yeah. Uh, so all that happened, uh, focusing on the pros instead of the cons, but even still, she was doing pros, uh, before. And I, I would have said like, she's just doing that. So I, I won't fucking talk shit or something like that. You know what I mean? Just really. Uh, I mean, if you can imagine just the dumbest shit, then I, that's what I was guilty of this past week, you know, for a couple of days. And man, I mean, to tell you, being distant from my lady, uh, everything else is going great. Mm -hmm. Man, my, my numbers are going up. My my deadlift is going up. My squat's going up. My waist is going down. I'm losing everything else. I'm not drinking, right? But I wasn't connected with my lady. And I fucking wanted, uh, bro, I was like, I was driving, I was like, uh, listening to uh, Suicidal Tendencies. And I was like, I'm going to drive my truck over that bridge. Yeah, sure. And everybody's going to be better for it. Man, I had some of the same thoughts last week. Man, a week ago, man. And it's... Uh, it's I a wished you would have driven your truck off. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to John Mayer. <laughs> Hoping you were going to die today. <laughs> AIDS fire. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man, that was, that was, uh, 
That was real. <laughs> <laughs> you just shit on my story, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, well, man, I'm uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, yeah it no, is what it is. I'm glad you got through it. I mean, the, you know, because some of the shit that I've had going on is is, uh, and this isn't about like, hey, you know, uh, listen, boohoo, listen how bad we've we've got it. This is about getting to that dark place and getting through it. You know, because of the shit with Abby. You know, yeah. I haven't talked to Abby. Abby hasn't been to my house in uh, a little over two months. And the short story, I mean, you know the long story, but the short story is, is dealing with um, attitude of a 13-year-old, you know, the <clears throat> always going back and forth between houses. And, and um, you know, it just all kind of came to a head. And one day I asked her, I was like, what, did, what have I done that has upset you so much? And she couldn't say anything. And, and finally I said, you know, babe, you don't have to come over here anymore. And what I meant, and, wh- and I mean, it doesn't even really have to be translated, but in the way I said it was, you know, you don't want to come over here. I want this to be a home for you. You know, I want you to be comfortable and safe here, but I'm not going to force it. Like, I, you don't have to come here anymore. And she just stared right through me, man. And it was like the ticket counter, the gate got pulled shut. She didn't say a fucking word to me afterwards. So, um, what she heard was, I don't want you here. I don't want you here. And also, I mean, you know, I mean, we've got, it's strict at our house. We've got rules. You know, she, um, they accused me of being critical. And a lot of times it's just my tone, the way I say things. You know, I, I called her psychiatrist right after that. And I was like, Hey, here's what's going on. And, um, went to the psychiatrist with Abby and her mom and that blew up. You know, I mean, I was, um, I was pretty on edge and pretty heartbroken over the whole deal. Um, and there was a lot of finger pointing and instead of me just owning my shit and seeing what I can do to, um, and even fix the situation is not the right word because I even got bitched at for that. You know, like you, men just think they can fix it. And I'm like, well, you're telling me there's a problem. The way to solve a problem is to find a solution. What's the solution? I, I make Layla repeat that. Yeah. I make her repeat. Uh, just uh, all right, little girl say it. Every problem has a solution. Every problem has a solution, daddy. Yeah. And, and, you know, basically the way that I've talked to Abby and I've never been cruel to her. I mean, I don't cuss at her. I don't, I I mean, I just, I have a very uh, intense way about myself Then it's hard to not be like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But you mix in the ADD, the ODD and, uh, and all these other things. And then, I mean, you know, her mom and I, as much as I want to co-parent, it's just hard, you know? I mean, um, there's a lot of things going on there. I've got a huge part in it. Her mom's got a huge part in it. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, well, yeah, she's def- she definitely has a vested interest in you not doing well. <clears throat> yeah, she, but uh, it is what it is. And we and we um, I, I would like to think that she does want me in Abby's life. Um, but there's been things that have happened that say otherwise. And that's really all I'm going to. That's all. That's all I can say about all it. you can say. Yeah. So fast forward, um, 
I'm my relationship with my daughter. So the psychiatrist did do one thing. She, um, you know, her, her, the psychiatrist and I butted heads bad. And um, uh, she told Abby, you know, having your dad not in your life is not an option. You're, he's a good dad. Just because, you know, y'all are having these issues doesn't mean that he's not going to be in your life. That's not an option. You're going to call him once a week and y'all are going to have a conversation. And so we've had, uh, I think, three or four of those. And, you know, each time it's just like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, anything I ask her, she doesn't really have much to say. And, and I'll say, all right, babe, well, it was good talking to you. I love you. And she's like, okay, good night. Click. She she knows how to throw that dart, man. And uh, um, I don't know where she learned it, but, <laughs> but, but she knows – Fucking TV, man. Yeah, we'll just blame TV. And TV and strangers are those friends. <laughs> so, um, you know, here I am, like, losing my shit. I, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, like, with me that I've been struggling with. Um, you know, got physical issues and things like that. Just no matter how good my hormones are or my diet or anything or how lean I am or strong or whatever, I still feel like shit all the time. Like I'm tired all the time and it, and it's a struggle. And so that kind of translate, that kind of bleeds into my personal life because I'm having to stay caffeinated and, and, and just to get the momentum to get through the day that by the time I would be with Abby, I'd be like either emotionally fucking done or I just, I was running at such a high speed that <clears throat> I couldn't even be where my hands were with Abby. And so I'm replaying all this shit, or I'd snap at her, you know, or get real irritable or, or short, you know, because, like, I'm, you know, uh, just, God damn, don't touch it. Instead of, like, <laughs> instead of just being patient, loving, and kind, which is something that I, I, I just so wish that I could be and that I work on, um, it just still seems like it's such a far away thing. And um, I'm tired of being called an asshole, you know, because I'm not an asshole. Uh, I'll check with my wife. I'm like, am I really a fucking dick? And she said, well, you can be an asshole. Like, when you feel someone's attacking you or someone you love or or you just feel like someone's not doing it right and, you know, they're whatever, you can be an asshole. She said, but you are not a, a asshole, you know. No, you're not selfish. And you're not uh, malicious or or yeah, evil cruel. Or, or yeah, cruel to my daughter. Or like, you know, what I've been doing is replaying every interaction my daughter and I have had in my head, like a fucking movie that I didn't respond with loving kindness, patience. And when I think about that little girl looking at me through her eyes and all that wonder and life and love and admiration. And then this fucking big hairy man fucking snaps at her. That's supposed to love her and cuddle her. Um, and there's plenty of times when I was able to do that. But, you know, it's, what's it take? It takes uh, 27 attaboys to cover up one fuck up. I think I had a boss tell me that one time. And, um, you know, all she sees and focuses on is on the, on the negative. And so I'm just like every time I think about it, it's running through my head and, and, and the just fucking arrows through my heart. So I start getting darker and darker and darker. And that, that just going down that, um, that toilet drain, that spiral of shame fucking down. And then when I start getting that dark, then there's no fucking brakes on that truck. And, you know, Marty will be trying to bring me back to the light and trying to feed me positivity. And then I start snapping at her. Then I start distancing myself from her. And so what she'll do is she'll give me space. Then I'll get pissed off that she's distancing herself from me. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, girl. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't you pursue me. Yeah, pursue I'm me. I'm a prince. Yeah. <laughs> but don't touch me. Don't come near me. And so what happened was, man, um, I, fuck. I mean, it's been a long time since it's gotten that dark. And that um, I had a, a doctor recently. I, I was telling him about it, and or I was telling him about the other physical stuff. And he said, um, we were going through my blood work. And he was like, are you depressed? I said, yeah, man, fucking read page one. I've told you everything. And he he suggested that I go get on antidepressants because just the way that the signals work, that everything is primed to work great in my body, but it's just the, the neurological. This isn't getting to there. Yeah. And you know, you honk the horn and the fucking windshield wipers come on, you know? And, and I have a real big prejudice against, um, antidepressants and stuff because I took them when I was in high school and had some horrible side effects and they didn't work. However, I was eating like an asshole, you know, ramen noodles and big pantry burritos. I was drinking whiskey by the jugs and smoking cigarettes and not ex. I mean, I was a 18 year old moron. So it, it obviously didn't work real well. Yeah. It's hard for me to see that. And then here I am 20 years later and in great physical shape and maybe it is what I need. And so, you know, opening up my eyes to like, okay, I've tried everything else from coffee enemas to fucking meditation and that's and that stuff works but it doesn't it's just it's just like supplementation like the the main thing the main puzzle piece that's missing hasn't been found yet and so just instead of just sitting in my shit i finally hit my bottom with everything like just fucking everything and it's like look either and just to say either you know blow my brains out or take this next step, you know, like getting, preparing myself to not have a relationship with my daughter, which I know is, is, is kind of starting to rationalize it. All right. I'm, I'm, this is my life. Yeah. So like, I'll just keep writing her letters and keep doing this. And then maybe in about 10 years, then things will change. And then she'll see, okay, my dad was not that bad of a guy and, and we can have a relationship then. So like, what does that look like? How can I maintain, how can I, not end up an asshole so much in her eyes that she can't see past her own nose, you know, like things like all this shit starts going through. And that's not realistic that I don't need to think about because honestly, she's 13 years old. She's a fucking teenager. You know, I have all these, these guys that I know that are older with grown kids. And they're like, if your kid daughter's pissed off at you, it means you're doing your job. And I was like, okay, yeah, but I feel like, you know, there, there were some pretty valid points that were made. So maybe I am doing my job, but maybe I just need to lessen the tone or, or, you know, deliver it differently. It was getting down to the point to like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shoot myself in my truck because then, you know, my wife's got to deal with that shit, you know? So, uh, how can I make it look like an accident? How can I make it where there's not a mess? Maybe I could do it in one of those big mattress bags and just, you know, fucking, so everything's just sealed up all nice and tight mm-hmm. and then just drag it out. It's a good idea. Do the thing. I was trying to be uh, thoughtful, considerate of others. Yeah. Not you know, an asshole. Not an asshole. Not, not something an asshole would do. Even though ending your life when there's so many other people that love you and count on you is kind of an asshole thing to do. Yeah. And and I'm not making light of any of this, but I mean, really, dude, you're talking about having the taste of fucking gun oil in your mouth. Like last week, it was getting dark. Like if I'm left to my own devices if i'm just let left to sit in my shit and think then it goes it's a tool video it goes south fast real quick yeah 
But, you know, talking to you, um, talking to Debbie, seeking other outside help, listening to my wife, apologizing to my wife, vowing that I'll never talk about suicide to my wife again because that's fucked up. That's such a heavy fucking burden to right? put on your woman. God damn. It's like, hey, babe, I just shit in the sink. Don't, hey, I know we got company coming over. Don't worry about it. Just put a fucking towel on. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Light a candle. <laughs> but just, you know, having to make an amends about that shit because that's abusive. Because, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's, it's a mental fuck on the, the people around you, even though whether it's you're just trying to voice it or yeah. you're just trying to talk about it. Like, just, and I hate complaining. I don't like whiners and I don't like complainers, but I feel like that's what I've been through this whole process. And so that's a kick in the teeth. And it's just like, God damn, you take five steps forward and 10 backwards. Now I got to go back to what I know and like do these certain things every day to make sure that I'm primed regardless of how I feel physically that I can get through the day and, um, you know, not react so emotionally to things, be more stoic which is fucking not, I mean, no, that, that is so foreign to me. Like just looking at it, accepting what it is, and then just moving on with, with this lack of emotion. That's just, that's something I really want. I don't know that. Uh, it's something that I want, but it's not, uh, it's not something I'm going to continue to pursue. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, kind of had a coming to Jesus moment with my buddy Caleb and I might, I might have told you this already, but, uh, I was working with him down at the coast and, uh, I, I was saying, I was saying, I'm fucking smooth on me. This wasn't an accident. All this, this shit was an accident. It was premeditated player. Smooth like butter dripping off chocolate. <laughs> right. When things, when I would do something well, and I'd said it a couple times over like the course of a couple weeks and finally Caleb was like, bro, you are fucking not smooth. Stop saying that. You you seek conflict in every facet. <laughs> you Why does he have to be so hateful? <laughs> yeah. It's like you and he's he was like, I like it. It's cool. I love it. Whatever. You're my boy, but you want to fight right now. If somebody came in here, you'd be like, I hope he says something. Say something. And we get to do this. Yes. Yes. You go to sleep at night hoping somebody tries to break into the house. Like, that's not be, that's not smooth. It's all right. It's cool. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And so kind of just started to, uh, all right, so I'm not smooth. I'm not Marcus Aurelius. I'm, and that's all right. That's all right. And, and, and if it's something that you want and you're, you're pursuing it, man, I'm all for it. And I think you're capable. I think you're uh, more stoic than, than you li- let yourself believe. Cause that's like, that's, I go to you for that. Um, me, I'm a 240, bro. I'm a machine gun. I'm a, I'm belt fed hate. Right. And, uh, I can be anywhere in the patrol base. You need me. But when I get there, uh, don't put me on recon by fire. Don't put me on something small. Cause if you just see one guy over there, you're like, maybe it's a threat. Put Cody on him. I'm going to turn him into Swiss cheese. And it's just what I do. Right. Uh, I'm not saying I'm the baddest motherfucker alive or that I just mean that I'm going to pursue whatever it is with aggression. Uh, I'm going to, uh, if, if using brute force doesn't solve your problems, 
you're not using enough brute force. Use a bigger rock. Use a bigger rock. And that's working for me, and I like that. Um, I, I feel good. Uh, I don't feel like I'm damaging myself or others. Uh, I feel like uh, it, just the opposite. I feel like if I fucking, if I pursue things with vigor, with inspect con gana, like I want it, right? Like, use your nuts, bro. Feel mm. it in your loins, man. And go after cockles. it. And your cockles. And those are <laughs> in your plums, bro. <laughs> so that's what I'm, that's, that's now um, the avenue of approach. That, that's, that's the way, that's my method now. And that's what I'm going to really try to focus on. Even my relationships. So uh, I'm going to love with that much vigor. I'm going to love with that much aggression. Uh, so today, Ryan and, and, and Marty, y'all drove to Austin. Cool. Where are you going to be? You sure. can stop at my house if you want to. Oh, you decide to switch it up? Then we can go over there. And cool. I'm grateful. No, absolutely. I know you are. Uh, but I'm going to pursue it with vigor. I'm not going, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to ensure that my loved ones feel loved, you know, and that's because uh, um, I have to. Right? Uh, otherwise, uh, I get trapped up in my own head when I'm not running at full speed. And, and, and so I, I have to, you know, if that, if that means that I, I, uh, I look like a leather belt and die when I'm 70, well, well, well fuck it then. Be a good run. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, man, Tandy Leather ain't got shit on me. And I'm going to look good, bro. It's going to be suede. Oh, yeah. Smooth suede. Yeah. I'm going to look like Anthony Hopkins, just an old, sexy Mexican man. That'd be bad, dude. Anthony Hopkins is white. Fucking who am I thinking? Anthony Quinn. White. Antonio Banderas. No, man. Uh, Anthony Quinn is fucking Mexican as shit. Andy Garcia? He changed his name. Uh, Andy Garcia, I think, is a pansy. He's not a good representative. Uh, Miguel Cotto. Have you ever seen Things to Do in Denver when you're dead? What the fuck? Andy Garcia is in that. uh, uh, I, I saw When a Man Loves a Woman, and I decided then that he was a bitch. He was an al anon in that one, but he, um, Oh, uh, that's a AA thing. Okay. Al Anon is 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 this, Well, uh, yeah. I mean, Al Anon. If anybody's out there and you want to know this, Al Anon is for the friends and family affected by alcoholism. So, like, it's a support. It's it's the it's basically Meg Ryan was the fucked up one. Yeah. So basically, like the spouse of an alcoholic when the, because they because oh, wow. water seeks its own level. If you keep dating drunks, you're the common denominator. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like if you always end up with drug addicts, you might want to look at that shit. If you always end up with narcissists or whatever it is, you might want to look at that shit. But anyway, so like the Al-Anon is that. Is the, Got it. Look it up. A-L-O-N-O-N. I've yeah. seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, he is a cool motherfucker in that movie. Real cool. And that's a cool movie. Okay, I'll check it out. It's 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 awesome. It's probably twenty years old. Uh, it's got Christopher Lloyd in it. Can't have that. No no no. Christopher Walken. Oh, even better. And then Christopher Lloyd was in Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah yeah. He's not in it. That's unfortunate. That is he's unfortunate. Fucking rad too. Who else is in it? He had a big part of my childhood. Yeah. For sure. What were we talking about? 
uh, handsome Mexican men and uh, how they pale in comparison to me, to you. Yeah. <laughs> it just is what it is. You know. Uh-oh. I'm I, thinking of some like old Mexican dudes you'd look like. Hmm. Machete. Oh fuck. <laughs> you know he's sober. He's yeah, been, yeah. He's been sober for like fucking 38 years or some shit. Yeah. How long have you been sober? Oh man, uh, seven days. Dude, that's a long fucking seven days. It was it was uh, a long three days at first because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, all right, now are uh, the days winding down? This is when I have a drink. Sure. Oh yeah. This is when I start. Right. I pour uh, uh, two three fingers of tequila, and I sip it, and I let classy, and it's not a big deal. And then when the kids start doing personal hygiene, uh, I go take a shot when nobody's looking. And then uh, I pour myself another glass, and it's just two glasses. It's just two. But now I'm at like three fingers for sure. And I, uh, I sip it, and when nobody's looking, I just swallow it. And then I wait for Aly- the kids go to bed, and I wait for Alyssa to get in the shower, and I go and I take a shot. I, and I, I mean, my shots are... Sure. Right? And... Uh, Three fingers. Woo. And uh, and so it was just a ritual. It was a routine. And so the first couple of days, I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? And I, I didn't sleep well, and I, I felt uh, almost bored yeah. and, and trapped in. And uh, But after those first couple of days, um, I just broke the habit. I broke the routine. And I, I Topo Chico helped a lot with that. Um, and it just so after that, plus, uh, um, my cousin posted a picture, uh, and I don't even know who the fuck it was in the picture, but it said, uh, "Real change is initiated by uh, is initiated when you're tired of your own bullshit." Yeah, that's what it did. You know, just like uh, with your triathlon homeboy, Charlie. Charlie, when he was just fine, he was like. Man, honestly, I just woke up one day and I was tired of my own bullshit. Yeah. And that's what it was. I was just like in my gut. I was like, oh, what are you doing, man? You're fucking smoking now? And I'm not even a smoker. Uh, I was a dipper. Uh, but uh, smoking and drinking hard. And I was like, man, uh, I remember when we moved out of that shitty apartment in Southside, moved down here. I had been saving my bottles. I was going to do something with them. They like, weren't on top of the cabinet like, like a high school, but they were. You make a chandelier out of them? I was going to make, uh, I was going to hang lights like this. Okay. And uh, anyway. So, so you're going to illuminate your back patio with alcoholism. Yes. Yeah, with the gorgeous blown blue glass. And uh, that was the thought. And I had uh, Alyssa threw the bottles away <gasps> because she's hateful and she doesn't care about <laughs> The things I want to do. <laughs> or she knew that you'd have another three dozen in a couple of weeks. That's what she said. Ouch. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Why you got to hurt me? And so I was like, fine. I'm going to start right now. <laughs> 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 and so I did. I fucking did. And in a couple of weeks, I did have a plethora of tequila bottles. I like Coralejo. It's, uh, it's just good. Whatever, man. It's good. No, whatever shit's good. It's still good. It's just uh, I'm not good. Uh, and so and I, uh, while I wasn't getting aggressive, I wasn't um, 
uh, abusing anyone. I wasn't being inappropriate at any because I would just booze by myself. Sure. Secretly booze, and I was self-medicating to go to sleep and to 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 get through the day. What the fuck? Whatever it is, and uh, I would st- I, w- I stopped getting hungover, right? Yeah. I stopped being hungover. Like, oh shit, I I can't do it today. I I would drink half a bottle of tequila, and then uh, wake up and go to the gym in the morning and lift and uh, go to work, do everything I was supposed to, drink a bunch of coffee all day, bang energy or whatever, and uh, come home, and I would be tired. I, I just didn't have any pay. I, I just didn't want to be around anybody. I wanted to uh, finger fuck Instagram and, and uh, uh, check out. And check out until, and just like biding my time, just waiting on five o'clock. Once five, six o'clock comes around, I can have that first drink. And I didn't want to PT with the kids. I didn't want to go for a bike ride. I didn't want to do any of that. Especially once I started drinking. I was like, well, man, I already started drinking. I'm trying to go for a bike ride. I just started drinking. That's foolishness. And uh, It's not safe, way. Uh, we're just like, I, yeah, you don't have a couple beers, go for a bike ride. That's crazy, right? Uh, yeah, You know, sorry, kids. Started drinking. You should have done it earlier. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And inconsiderate so- little fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what it was, man. And uh, so, um, and this started almost two weeks ago. And I dried up on a, on a Sunday. And uh, really, I just didn't fuck around. And then uh, I went to a punk rock show. So I went to see the Distillers. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have a couple drinks because I might have a show. And so uh, uh, the guys I was with from, from the military guys, uh, one of them just drank water the whole night because he's trying to trim down. He's trying to be an, an FBI agent, really trying to lose weight. So he drank bottles of water. The other guy, he had a couple beers, literally two. And I was like, yo, I take a beer and a shot. I took a beer and a tequila. And I ended up having two beers and three tequilas. Uh, and bar tequila, so legitimate. Sure. And uh, anyway, I woke up the next day, and I happened to call you. Or you called me. It, it was like... We fucking had this long ass early morning conversation. I was like, bro, I'm hungover. I was so pumped to be hungover. I feel like shit right now. And I was like, fuck yes. Because I I don't want it. I felt like I needed it. Now I feel like I don't want it. So not only do I not need it, in my mind, like now I know I don't need it because I don't want it. Like I don't want to do it. I feel like shit, you know. And, uh, man, I was so thankful for that. So that was last Wednesday, and here we are Thursday. And even still, that weekend, I went and hung out with Mama. Granted, we were about to have a blowout fight because I was being a dickhole. Uh, But we went to a brewery, and I had a a soda pop. So you, y'all started, it started getting rocky when you quit drinking? Um, More or less, yeah. You got a little less tolerant? Oh, yeah, sure. So you think it was some of that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's something to be mindful of. It's like when you take anything away from your body, because the whole deal about drinking for me was, you know, I'd get I'd get home or get home. Shit, I'd fucking be lunchtime or whenever I started drinking. But that first drink was like. And I could feel like the breath of life come over me and just this tingly from head to toe. And it was like, fuck, yeah, I'm about to feel different than I felt all day. And that's awesome. 
you know? So, um, once, once I no longer had that, it was just feeling life on life's terms, feeling all that shit, especially in the beginning. First 30 days are hard, man. Um, people will say like, I don't have a lot of time. I have seven days or I have 10 days or fucking 30 days, seven days. That's hard. Like I'll have 11 years, hopefully on February 2nd, if I make it, which I plan on making it. Um, and now with the program and recovery and shit, you know, I can just cruise through most. And the only problem is like the, the traits of alcoholism, like all the isms, the booze is just a small portion of it. It's all the other shit, you know, that you got to work on. But in the beginning, man, it was like that compulsion to drink just fucking make me feel different than I feel now. Yeah. Anything, dude. And then I found Starbucks pastries and Diet Coke and, you know, just blew up 10 pounds and was working like a like a fiend. And then working became my addiction and then money and then, you know, uh, a relationship and then fitness and then, you know, whatever it is. They're all more productive than drinking, though. Certainly, yeah, and if you recognize that you have an addictive personality, yeah, like you have, then you can channel that because it has to go somewhere. Yeah, that energy has to go somewhere, you know. So you put it into fitness and eating like a an asshole, and uh, but it works. <laughs> it does. I mean, wh- and like whenever you whenever you first quit drinking, however you're doing it, mm-hmm. just do it. Like, like I mean, if it's if it's eating Snicker bars every day at lunch, we'll deal with that shit later, man. Yeah, get sober and worry about that other twenty pounds. You know, like. Because when you quit drinking, that's the other thing is you're not getting that sugar from the alcohol anymore. So you're going to, cause I never had a sugar, a sweet tooth ever. And then I got sober and I was like, where's the motherfucking cupcakes at? Yeah. I would suck a dick for a cupcake right now. Not really. Not now. I'm over <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. We had this conversation too the other day. Is that why you showed up with cupcakes? Uh, yeah. I was like, hey, well, like two different kinds. I was like, this one has coconut, bro. And no gluten. <laughs> I know you like that too. <laughs> So that's just one thing to be mindful of, man. I mean, I'm not a drug counselor, but like if you if you're out there, man, and you're just now on the on the front end of like deciding to quit drinking, quit smoking, quit dipping, maybe I'm seven days without porn, you you're taking away something that fires off all kinds of shit in your head. So be mind basically take it easy on yourself, man. Like yeah. fucking don't quit smoking, drinking, jerking off, and eating fucking gluten all in the same day. Bro. Bro. So I quit uh, when I quit drinking, I quit drinking, quit smoking, quit porn. Oh, and and uh, I was like my homeboy that's doing the uh, trying to join the FBI. I was like, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to eat the same way he's eating. Jesus Christ. And he's on this complete asshole cro- uh, drive of he's only eating eggs and ground beef. That's it. That's it. That's it. Is it a carnivore diet? Uh, whatever it keto. is. Uh, it's it's essentially keto, but it's brought on by this. Uh, a mutual friend we have that uh, he studies the West Side Barbell Club. Sure. And uh, very strict, regimented, this is what you do. And, uh, um, man, I forget the uh, the name they use for their training methods and shit, but it's super strict. It can be. but uh, I, I mean, believe it, it's the only way is uh, what they call it. Yeah, no. absolutely. Uh, but, <laughs> the right way. Uh, uh, but it works for them, man. And, sure. like, look at... Um, all the world champions and record holders that come out of that gym. Louis Simmons is fucking brilliant. Brilliant. He's also a, a dickhole. But brilliant. Yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, Nobody's going to him for relationship advice. Uh, they abso- want to know how to lift heavier. Uh, absolutely. And so um, uh, 
Zach Phillips, if you're listening, man, I didn't mean it what I said about Louis. <laughs> you know, that's my uh, strength and conditioning coach, the sure. guy that's been writing my program. Um, brilliant guy, man. Super, super scored away. But, uh, so, again, so now I'm eating only meat and eggs. Meat and eggs because that's what he did. And um, not fucking watching porn of any kind. And you gave up carbs. And I, ga- I gave up all carbs. And uh, not smoking, not drinking. I can't even rub one out. I can't even watch some titties on my phone because I know that's hurting my soul. And it is. It is. Um, uh, and that lust. And I try, I cut it all out. And Alyssa, uh, pobrecita, she got it, man. She, she, she just, that's what it was, man. That's what it was. That man. energy, man. You drain that energy on something else. I mean, we've talked about that before. And, I, man, I go back and forth. I like, told Luke to shut the fuck up at oh, uh, Chewy's. Damn. Nice. How'd that he, go over? He interrupted his mom. And I was like, hey, did you hear your mom talk? You hear she, was she talking to you? No. Then you got to shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. So I, it's not like I was like, you shut the fuck up. But. I still said it. And he looked at me like shit. And I, I was able to tap dance out of it uh, a little bit later. I was like, sorry, son. And I was a dickhole to him when I, I brought him out to the to the gym, uh, to the gym, to my garage. I still have the, the weight set that I got from you years back. Sure. And uh, so I, was, I have a little baby one for Luke. Uh, and so we we're doing deadlifts. And I was too aggressive when explaining shit to him. And, I've been uh, guilty of that. Abby won't work out with me anymore. Uh, yeah, because we fuck it up. Right? Uh, I made Layla hate soccer for same reasons, but uh, I, I, I tap danced out of it by saying, Luke, I'm sorry, man. I usually lift out. Uh, I usually work out with soldiers. And so I'm sorry. I just started talking to you like a soldier. And so he was like, oh, okay. It's okay then. <laughs> and as I go, uh, Al Jolston and tap dancing out of the <laughs> We'll work this out with your therapist in about 10 years. <laughs> You'll be on a podcast with your homeboy talking shit about me. So, so Luke in 10 years, fuck you, man. I'm trying my hardest, man. Yeah, Judge you, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> That's the thing, man, is even though, you know, all this shit that, that, uh, I'm tired of all these fucking Facebook posts and stories that you see, like that were like, this guy did this and, and now he has the, you know, like it, it, ah, fuck, let me back out of that. Stop comparing yourself to what you see these supposed other dads doing on pages like just do your best talk softly be patient loving and kind and for fuck's sake pause that's my big problem is that i don't pause i'm ready to just like throw that dart out there or just nip it in the bud or i'm irritable restless and discontent because i'm not taking care of myself and that's the whole thing we talked about that last podcast is uh if you're not a fucking morning person become one. Oh shit are you see are you uh but if you're not a sweetheart and you want to be a sweetheart, you need to figure the fuck out how you can do it and do it because it's nobody else's fault. Sounds like mama's back. Yeah. Looks like, uh, uh, by, uh, I can tell by my empty glass of Cavassier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The ladies man's got to go. Got to go, man. Fucking love you, buddy. Love you very much, man. I'm glad we got to fit this in. And uh, thank you for driving over here. Certainly. I'm proud of you. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there too, man. I love you. And thank you for being that, that rock. Thank you for being my sounding board and uh, helping me work through this, man. That's genuine shit. Uh, um, and and uh, um, 
to my cousins uh, Daniel Nahera and Rich Gutierrez who who posted that shoe who, who struggled with Richard with uh, uh, addiction and 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 uh, my homeboy is fuck gangster is fuck cousin Daniel who has uh, I mean more kids than I got student loans sure. and still manages to be a patient loving man you know and uh, uh, just having uh, you know su supportive shit to say man like a uh, um, it doesn't go unnoticed, fellas. I uh, appreciate you. Good looking out. Right on, man. Well, you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be present. Love runs downhill. We chase those kids till the day we die, even when they don't want to fucking talk to us. Chingao. Yeah. I'm Ryan. I'm your host. I'm Cody. I'm your co-host. Be well. Adios.